Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one practical gospel-centered ministry tip every week. Every week. Every week. It's been, it's been 16 weeks. That's a long time. It has. By the uh, metric calendar, that's, um, that's a lot of days, isn't it? I still feel like we're looking forward to that 100th episode. I still think like, that's the mark. It's a long way off. It does feel like a long way off. Two years off. Yeah. We've got to do some more bonus episodes. Yeah. Okay. All right. We should do that. Now, the one thing's brought to you with thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network, and you've pressed play on episode 16, Job Descriptions. It's an exciting topic, Derek. Uh, <laughs> it is, actually. I know you're being facetious, you, but it is. You're on the edge of your seat. Job yep. descriptions, what are they? Long lists of everything you wish someone else would do, uh, clubs to hit fellow workers over the head with, or opportunities to set people up with a sort of clarity that will help them not only serve effectively, but be fulfilled by their part in the mission. Uh, I choose the last one. The best job descriptions, they all begin with being clear. Yeah, and so your ministry workers' job descriptions, um, the things that happen in your church might be clear in your head, but leading well is making sure they're clear in the heads of those who you're actually calling to be on mission with you. Um, Do you want to grow the members of your team as disciples of Jesus? Like if you're interested in their personal growth in Christ, do you want to empower them to be on mission with you? And so the whole ministry doesn't revolve around you, but there is this genuine priesthood of all believers, then you have to begin by loving them enough to provide clear job descriptions, not only of the roles they're going to play, but how those roles contribute to the wider mission of the church or ministry. Clear job descriptions are crucial to running teams well. And Scott, you are going to take us through the many pitfalls and points to aim for just 15 minutes so people can write the sort of job descriptions that their team members and those in their church will thank them for and which will grow them. So... To kick things off, in the scheme of of my week, when I'm sitting down, I'm kind of recovering, recouping on Monday, I'm thinking I've got to write a talk again this week, organise small groups, meet with people, deal with pastor issues, plan for the future. Why are we trying to add another thing into the mix? Convince me. Well, I think you've forgotten about the little-known regular activity that happens. What happens if I get hit by a bus? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm glad that is a little-known activity. They're a little often happening activity, maybe. We always talk about that, but in some ways uh, it, it's the wrong way to look at it. Mm. How do we actually work through other people? Yep. Uh, we're called in the Bible to Ephesians 4, you know, equip the saints for ministry. The reality is uh, we don't want to be the hero. We want the hero to be Jesus, but we want to work through the people that he's given us the privilege of serving alongside mm. and, uh, and with. And so job descriptions uh, help us actually work through others. As you said, there are so many things to do in the week um, and a clear job description allows us to actually hand over jobs uh, that need to be done, uh, you know, not only for the gathering but also during the course of the week uh, so that people can be effectively uh, empowered to do that um, and have some clear bounds on how to, how to do them well, some clear outcomes on what to expect um, and, uh, and, and actually you know, some helpful ideas to actually do that job well. Uh, the reality is uh, you know, we often... You know, intuitively, you know, think into how to do evangelism well, or how to do welcoming well, or how to set up a church. You know, we do them intuitively well. Uh, often, not because we're intuitive, we've just done them lots. Mm. Uh, but if we actually want to hand over ministry, so we can actually focus on the priorities we need to be focusing on as a church planner, as a church leader, then job descriptions, you know, really allow us to do that. Okay, so what's the downside to not doing them? 
Well, I think the downside to not doing them is is uh, is one not uh, not having clarity about what needs to be done. Uh, so a job description forces you as a leader to think into what are the essential things uh, that need to happen for this ministry to take place? Who are, who are the people, resources that we need? What, what are the resources that we need week in, week out to, to get this ministry role you know, or function happening? Mm-hmm. So, so one is, is just you know, clarity. Uh, I think the other one is, is consistency. There are some regular week-to-week things that we just need to do and uh, job descriptions allow us to, uh, uh, you know, to get... Uh, clarity, clarity on those, uh, and then to communicate them to a, a number of different people. Often, you know, we're going to be having four or five people in the course of a month who might be on welcoming. Uh, by having a clear job description about what's involved in in that whole process, uh, we can you know, we can have a consistency, you know, across the five weeks of that welcoming experience. Can I just pull on that thread a little bit? Keep talking to us about what's the goal then of job descriptions. If that's a downside lack of clarity, lack of ability to work through others and join on mission with them, what's the goal? What's the goal? So I, I think the goal is to get clarity. The goal is to get commitment. Uh, when people have a clear understanding of what, they're, what they need to do, uh, they will be, they'll be more committed to the role. Uh, there's empowerment as well. Uh, when, again, people have clarity about what's there, they'll be empowered to do it. Now, a job description doesn't need to... Well, well, there are some job descriptions where they need to say, you know, do this. One of those is, uh, you know, do this, then do this, then mm. do this. One of those, I think, is is the sound desk. There, there are some key things in that. You need to turn on the, you know, the the main speakers first, then you need to turn on the amplifier, then you need to turn... If you don't do that, you'll blow up the system. There are some really key things mm-hmm. that, that, that just have, you know, steps one, two, and three... Uh, but it needs to be broad enough to say, you know, your role is to ensure that people hear the preached word clearly. Mm. Um, the music level during the church is, is, is of a level where people can participate and, uh, and sing in church. Now, there are, there are great, you know, there are, there, are, there are bounds in that, but there's opportunity there to, you know, to do things better, to think into how you might better do that sound role. So a job description can be quite empowering in giving you those bounds in which you can operate. Okay, hold that thought for a second. So we're going to come back in a minute, and we're going to, I want you to walk us through some key elements to job descriptions so we get that clarity for people and can onboard people. Uh, all right, uh, we'll, so we'll come back to that in just a second. But uh, you've got some things to help us. The One Thing Toolbox, what do you got for us this week? Well, uh, a link in the show notes. We're going to provide some, uh, uh, some, I guess, guidelines for setting out a job description. So there'll be some sample uh, jobs, job descriptions uh, and just a little bit of help uh, as you think into how you can write ministry role descriptions for some of the key areas in your church. So uh, we'll provide a link uh, in the show notes. Uh, the other the other resource uh, I'll, I'll provide you with a link where you can download sort of twenty you know generic job descriptions. Uh, I think sometimes for me, I, you know, I need to look at someone what someone else has done uh, as I think into into the role. Mm. That then help helps me clarify what do I need to not include or in, include. So I'll provide a link to sort of twenty generic uh, job descriptions. Uh, the third resource is uh, is churchinabox.online. We've uh, created a course called Building Leaders, uh, and in that, you know, the framework for thinking about how you might develop team leaders and leaders in your church, uh, there'll be a number of components in that on actually getting job descriptions right. So jump on to uh, churchinabox.online uh, and have a look at the Building Leaders course. All right. Can... Oh, one final thing. 
One final thing, sorry, the fourth resource. You've actually got people in your church who are, you know, who have done human resource training, uh, who write job descriptions regularly in their, you know, in their leadership roles in their in their workplace, uh, who are great at project managing or understanding process workflows. Uh, this is a great ministry, you know, to actually seek some outside help uh, as well. Engaging someone in the congregation allows allows you to sit sort of outside that process of writing a job description and see things that you might not necessarily see when someone else actually prepares and does the work of, of the uh, role description. So a fourth a fourth sort of resource for the toolbox is actually the people in your church. Mm. Use them. Ask them. I apologise for jumping in on you there. I know one of the things in my job description is not to interrupt the boss, and so it's going to be a hard conversation after this. Um, anyway, <laughs> I apologise profusely uh, for jumping in. But all those things are going to be in the show notes. Uh, and so I want to get to some nitty-gritty here. I want to drill into some detail. Um because I suppose anyone can just write a paragraph description, but there are some ways in which we can put job descriptions together that are more helpful. What are the key things to include? So you want to have five things. Uh, first thing is you want to have a, a clear title for the role. Uh, so kids, church, leader. There, there, there's your title. Uh, then the next aspect, every job description needs to tie into the vision and mission of the church. And so you want to articulate how this role plays out in the overall mission of knowing Christ and making Christ known in Villawood. Um, how, how does this role fit into that bigger picture? Again, what, what a job description is going to help you do is articulate how, how this role functions in the wider ministry of the church. Uh, so the second, second thing you know, have that vision for this ministry and tie it back to the vision of the church. Uh, the third thing that you need is just a general description of the role. So put the key things that this role has uh, in it. So again, for example, if it's a kids' church uh, member, uh, then you want to you want to put in you know what are the, the the three or four key things that this role will have uh, week to week. Uh, the next the next thing, so the fourth thing I think is really important. Uh, what are the key requirements of that role? As 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 leaders in the church, uh, we want to be talking about you know, character, convictions, competencies. So what are the key uh, character traits that you want in this leadership role? Uh, what are the key convictions you want the person to be growing in? And then what are the key competencies that this role particularly needs to have? So again, going back to the kids ministry worker, well, someone's definitely going to need to you know, have a, a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You want them to be above reproach in personal, personal life. In terms of you know, competencies, they need to obviously have a working with children check. You know, safe ministry guidelines uh, it's it's vital. They want to have done safe ministry training as well. Mm. And then they want to be experienced in being a leader in, in the kids' ministry team. So if we want them to be a team leader, we want them to at least have been involved for some time in that. So uh, have have those competencies area there. And then the final thing that you need is just uh, the key responsibilities of the role. You mm. know, what are the tasks they're going to do week to week? Uh, week to week. So that's, that's five things. You want a, a title, you want to... Uh, talk about the vision for the ministry, how that articulates to the overall ministry. You want to have just a general description of the role, very brief. Put in the key requirements, character, conviction, competency. And then finally, and this is where the, the work needs to be done, what are the key responsibilities of those tasks? Yeah. And and Derek, if I might add just one thing. Five plus one. I know, five. The other thing is at the bottom, it needs to have a date of when it was prepared and who it was prepared by. Now, why is that date important? Because often role descriptions are done and then they're not actually looked 
yeah. looked at again. Yeah. You want to regularly look at look at that role description. So when I say regularly, uh, probably at least every year, mm. um, come back, look at your role des- your uh, your role description, uh, and see what's improved. What are we no longer doing because. Well, we, we don't have that sound system anymore. In fact, we've now got a building and, and it's already hardwired in, so we don't need to, you know, do all those ten procedures. Mm. Role descriptions again give clarity for the you know processes and the tasks and the responsibilities that need to be done. They should be, re- be reviewed regularly. Nice. Okay, got the job descriptions. Uh, they're all sitting on my table. How do I roll them out? How do I use them? Well, uh, I find it, I find it's really helpful uh, to obviously as you're as you're training, preparing someone for for the role, even as you're recruiting them for the role, uh, you want to use your job script to say to say, hey, this is what the role would look like. Uh, you know, do you feel as though you can commit to this time commitment? Do you feel as though you have the the competency to do it? Now, they might not be they might be nose to both those questions, but a role description allows you to okay, well, it's a time commitment question. Okay, well, what might it look like to do part of this role, or what might it look like uh, to start off doing what you can achieve now, but then grow in it? Mm-hmm. Likewise, on the competency uh, framework, that can set up a a conversation for well, actually. I don't feel like I, you know, like I haven't, I have got the competencies to be a kids leader. What I'd really like to do is just sort of sit in over the next term and mm. see see what's involved. Do you think it'd be okay to do that? Or in fact, I'd feel more confident if I went to a training event. Um, and so, the role description can be used to to work out how to, you know, slowly move someone into um, uh, into that role. Uh, the other, the other, you know, the other helpful thing is you, you as you roll them out, you want to again keep. Reevaluating them. So one of the great things is that you actually might get someone on your team who is a, is a far better sound engineer or sound person than you. Mm. They can actually look into you know in detail the role description, actually find you know greater efficiencies, um, you know areas where they can actually improve and actually you know achieve the outcomes in a mm. in a in a greater way. Mm. Yeah, the only other other one I'd add to that as well is um, feedback, which we will cover in a different episode, I reckon, of the one thing, but just. Being able to provide feedback for someone from an objective source rather than just being opinionated. Yeah, because because often often you do get people um, often in church who they they do own a ministry and yeah. over time you know they have a settled way of of, of how to do it and mm. it can be hard to you know to, to knock them out of that or to or to you know to change it and uh, and and that might need to take place. So rewriting a job description, you know, rewriting a job description can allow you to um, you know see healthy change in a ministry area. Yep, absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Scott, what's the one thing people should be taking away from today about job descriptions? Well, one thing is this, uh, that our goal is not for people just to do stuff, but for people to have clarity on how what they're doing contributes to the greater vision of making disciples. Job descriptions are the tool to help us provide clarity, empower people, and to help them move towards that greater vision. All right, thank you very much. If you think some of the stuff that you've heard today or in other podcasts aren't too bad and you'd be interesting in sampling the rest of the one thing's vast library well go to genevapush.com forward slash the one thing and you'll find uh, 15 more episodes just like this one only on different topics of course not uh, 15 episodes on job descriptions that would be uh, a little dull even for me who likes this topic uh look or save the hassle go to itunes and subscribe and you'll have a new episode home delivered every week Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Coming up in our next episode, we are looking at small groups, Bible studies, cell groups, focus groups, community groups, whatever you want to call them, that small group structure in your church. Well, the next show, we're going to be tackling the best, the worst of small groups in just 15 minutes. I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. Chat soon.